It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 125. We're talking about microblogging on Instagram. everybody how's it going megan how you doing doing all right hey 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 i'm doing great seth how are you i'm you and I'm, your guitars hanging in there yeah <laughs> that's funny because your guitars are hanging on your wall <laughs> you you did not intend that pun to work so well did you i that didn't know but it did <laughs> i have two guitars hanging behind me on the wall if you can't see it like you and your guitars hanging in there Oh, such a terrible pun, but I love it. Classic. Oh, so good. Yeah, we're hanging in there. We're hanging in. Uh, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm excited about today because this this conversation this this topic has gotten me um, pretty excited. I've been talking about this for a few weeks uh, in some of my circles about uh, microblogging, and uh, when we got together to talk about this, it was like, hey, let's talk about microblogging, and we were both kind of like, what is that? huh wait what are we talking about it is kind of <laughs> it is kind of a weird thing to define how do we define that so we've kind of walked through a couple of definitions of what that is because um you know that's probably a term that you haven't heard much especially in the church world what is microblogging and why do we care um i i i want to get to that in a second i think um i think we need to discuss you know just uh some housekeeping things like go to uh sethmuse.com slash 125 to get the show notes for this episode. That is the housekeeping item. Mm, thank you for that. <laughs> so if you want to get any of the, we're going to put some links uh, at the bot and in, uh, in this episode, you can follow me or Megan on Instagram and see some of the things that we're talking about. Cause I've been doing a few of these like micro blogging posts on Instagram. And that's for me been a game changer for how I get information out that is informational as well as inspiring teaching kind of stuff that uh, is, is more engaging to, to, to look at and swipe through and rather than just the standard photo or video. So um, yeah. Megan, we, when we were looking for definitions, you found a good definition of microblogging. What, what did you find? Well, what was interesting when we were kind of discussing what we're going to talk about today is I had a very different idea of what microblogging was in my head than yeah. what the actual definition is. So yeah. I think I'm going to learn a lot today too. Yeah, me too. Um, but so this is, so this is from influencermarketinghub.com. This was the best definition that I have found so far. The other others have been like microblogs are microblogs on a microblogging platform. Yeah. There's like, small okay. blogs on a microblogging platform. Like, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for defining the word with the word. What is toast? It is something toasted. It is okay. bread that has been toasted. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so what are microblogs? Microblogs. This is the definition from influencer marketing hub. Microblogs are concise blog posts under 300 words that can have images, GIFs, not GIFs, ET dubs, GIFs. I will not relent. GIFs, links, infographics, videos, and audio clips. Although the term microblogging is relatively new, the practice isn't. Many of us are already microblogging without being aware of it. Man, I think I'm micro 
blog in my sleep then is that what that what that means i'm not aware <laughs> just short of snippets and short snippets I, <laughs> so I, the way that they I go do have on it on to good authority it. i do have it on good authority that i talk in my sleep so maybe i do micro blog in my sleep i'm so sorry <laughs> that's not fun well the way they go on to explain it i think makes a lot of sense so they say say you create a video tutorial or you write a research paper and while you're posting it you draft like a summary that includes the highlights and embedded link to the resource, that's a microblog. So mm. you could almost maybe turn that definition to simplify it into saying it's taking a topic and hi- creating highlights. Yeah. Like short, short, important information. Right. And, and where I have started to try to employ this tactic, which I don't think has made it into the definition yet because it's specific to a social media platform is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I th- you know, and it's basically like if you consider your, I don't know, your Facebook profile updates, you know, your status updates as a, um, you know, a couple of under 300 words for sure, a link, a GIF, you know, it's like your Facebook status update could be a micro blog if you consider it to be that way where you're putting out information. But in this sense, you know, looking at Instagram, one of the most effective uses of a micro blog kind of idea has been with the carousel post. And, yeah. and that's kind of what I, what I view it as like when I'm, when I think about microblogging, especially microblogging on Instagram, combining graphic design and video with a blogging mentality seems to lend itself to the carousel post really well. And those types of posts can be very engaging because people can swipe through um, up to 10 slides, you know, or videos sideways on the feed that, um, at their own pace. Right. So they can kind of engage with your content at their own pace. And the fact that you put more on there gets you a little bit of a, a hike in the algorithm, you know, with algorithm points as well, because they're staying on your post for a longer period of time. They're staying on it. So, um, those posts tend to do pretty well if your first two images are really, you know, are, are, are compelling. So, um, that Instagram carousel post, I think is, is really where I'm looking at microblogging for Instagram. And that's an interesting idea. Instead of creating this long form caption, yeah, you know, where we're trying to make short paragraphs, instead you make, you know, a, a really short sentence as your caption and you put all of that content in a care in a designed carousel post. Right. With images and illustrations or just, you know, plain words. Yeah. Black words on white background. Yeah. And honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting that you can pretty much just use words if you wanted to. And it's still fairly engaging in that format for some reason. It's like, um, you could do this in stories too. You can have a series of Instagram stories that are just words that lead. I've done it before. And those are some of my highest engaging numbers for, for my stories is that you're leading someone through an idea rather than trying to get them to swipe through visuals only. And, and that's, you know, it's just another way to use Instagram in a powerful way to communicate with your audience. And um, I think when you're, when you're thinking about microblogging on the carousel, it takes some time to design. Yes. But what I, one of the things I did recently with the design that I thought, okay, this could work. I had a seven slide 
thing, microblog that I was going to do. I loved that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I used one photo and I just moved it around and in the frame of like what part of the photo it focused on. And I had one, it was like a, a, a female DJ at her two turntables and the back wall had quite a bit of negative space. So it worked pretty well. So, um, I just moved like one of them had just the arm sticking out with a record and I put words around that. And then I had another one where it was like a full shot and that was the cover. Um, you know, and then I had, you know, just moved around to where it's just her in the bottom right corner. So I'm moving the photo around as, as I'm cropping it. And I, and I made that in Canva. So it was like, I can quickly just do that for multiple slides. Yeah. And then I put my content around those pictures around how that picture was framed up. And I, be, I forget even what it was. Was it, what was the four things I bet you didn't know you could do on Instagram? Yeah. There it is. That, that one. Um, yeah. And, and so, so sharp. it's a blog. I mean, it's essentially a blog reduced down to each slide being the, the heading that I would have put in a different pair in different paragraphs. And then a, a short, here's what this is about underneath it. Yep. Like two sentences. And Six slides total. Yeah. And like that kind of, that kind of slider carousel post, I should say, is, uh, is, is, is what I'm trying to do more of if I'm going to use, if I want people to interact with my blog content. So I've got a blog out there on my, on my website, sethmuse.com. I can take those bullet points and create a carousel post out of that same blog. So I'm not doing content more, you know, not having to create all new content. So um, it's been pretty effective. I think that is an easy way to do uh, an inst- an engaging Instagram post. And for churches, there's just a ton of content ideas that we can employ to get. If you want to see what we're talking about, go to, uh, go to Instagram and look up Seth Muse um, and just look at that post. So you can have a visual idea of what we mean when we say microblogging. Yeah. Um, he's, you've got a couple of ideas on there. I think that's really helpful. I, I'm helpful. I'm a visual human. So if I can have like, as opposed to somebody saying, telling me put four pictures in a carousel and do a header and a small sentence, yeah. if I can actually see what you're talking about, that's really helpful. So go there. Um, it's four things you don't, you don't know. You didn't know you could do on Instagram. You also did seven types of content that makes Instagram feel personal. Yeah. Um, like you've done, you've done a few of them. So Go check that out. Look at it so you can kind of, you know, wrap your head around what we mean as we as we kind of get into some of the things that you can do as a church. Right. Because, you know, you're you're not always giving educational how to's right. Like, yeah. And, or news articles, and, per se. And I know that many churches don't have a blog system. They don't. And, and if they do, they don't think about it, you know, in that kind of way. Like um, if you have a blog on your church site. Sometimes it is, let's report on events, which is good content, you know, report on events that took place. Here's what happened at our fall festival or whatever, and with pictures and stuff. And that's great. That's great content. You know, that then there's the, uh, the letter from the pastor kind of blog content where maybe you take what he, he normally writes in the email newsletter and you condense it for the email and then drop the full letter uh, on a blog, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. we kind of understand blogging, but we don't really use it a ton. Um, one of my favorite church blogs is life church. I mean, they, 
they have a couple of categories. They have a women's blog. They have a men's blog. They have um, family parenting blogs, uh, just all kinds of great resources for their, for their church. So, cause they, you know, of course they have the writing team and people that filled in content for that. Um, so we understand blogging, but this type of content could also be how to instructional as well as, you know, entertaining and fun and helpful for families. So, um, I think, I think if you're able to do this on Instagram, that if you're already blogging, you've got content. You can just grab that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're creating content constantly. So you're creating Mm -hmm. content for your sermons. You're creating content for your website. You're creating content for your social media. It's just, it's just maximizing what you're already doing and then being intentional about the way that you're communicating it. Right. And if you're pastor and and let's just get into some of the content ideas, because I think that's going to be really, really super valuable. You start to see that. Um, When I think the easiest place to start is with your sermon, obviously, because that's a content machine every weekend. Uh, you've got this 30 to 50 minute talk, you know, and now much shorter because we're online. But when we go back to in person, that talk will be recorded and have a ton. But you don't even need like the video from that. And we're not talking about like the time consuming task of let's get a clip, find the right clip, put the intro outro, let's even make it look nice. And then put that one video clip out on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Now you've got like your pastor, if he has points, you can take each one of those points and create a, a carousel post from the sermon that looks highly designed and nice. And I used the Unsplash image, a Pexels image for that other one that looked really cool. You know, I don't think there's one, anything one wrong thing with that. One thing you could do too to, to not automate it, but make it a little bit faster is if you created a template that just included a, sec- a space for your sermon logo. Like if you're creating a logo for each sermon series yeah. or a look for each sermon series, um, just create like a, a, you know, where like the bottom third is the look of that sermon series. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is just text. Yeah. Um, and then all you got to do is drag and drop every sermon series. Yeah. And it, it's as simple as like, well, like what you're saying that you, you probably have a graphic slide for message notes that has the, like you're saying, the logo of that series in the corner, yeah. get that, convert it to the square or whatever you want to do and, and use that and just put text in it, like create text slides and then make your first one, like a photo of the pastor or something that's kind of your cover and do that um, to, to, to grab attention. And then you see that cover and it's like, oh, swiping to see these points. And it's a way to inform the community or actually just write the notes for them, you know, to provide sermon notes in a way that's kind of uh, fun and engaging. And when you can add photography of your church to that and not do the stock thing, or um, you got a designer helping you do this kind of stuff every week, that Monday carousel post notes from the pastor can be a really good regular thing that you do. I think that's a good place yeah. to start. Yep. I agree. Um, one, another, you could always draw. And if you're, if you're wanting to take stuff like teaching people about scripture, taking Instagram and drawing them deeper into that, you could have a carousel post. That's like five lessons Jesus learned in the desert. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's good. Or something, you yeah. know, like take things that you would, you know, might have for previous sermons or upcoming sermons, or even just like, Hey, we just want to walk people through something that feels relevant. Like right now, maybe a lot of people are feeling dry and isolated and alone. 
right? So like, let's just talk about some lessons that Jesus learned in the desert and how we can understand that this season is, could like has value in it. Yeah. Right. That's so great. That's something else you could do. That's a great idea. Um, you, I think we had one of these ideas, how to read the Bible. <clears throat> how to stuff for your church is awesome. Like mm. um, how to read the Bible. I, I might actually do this one next. I might do this one soon for myself. Um, you have application, interpretation, and observation. That's what we learned in seminary. You know, we find what do we read observation? Like what do we actually read and what are we reading into it? That's not actually there. And then you go to interpretation. What does that mean for the people that it was for? And then application. What does it mean in light of who it's for, for me? So you, you kind of take them through that process and that could be easy, quick, three or four slide slider, uh, carousel post. I keep calling them sliders. That's not like a website. No, no slider. We had, um, soap. We called it soap. So scripture, yeah. observation, application, prayer. There you go. That was like the five. Yeah. S eight. S o four. Four. Yeah. S o a p. We didn't. We already determined numbers are hard. Counting's hard too. Yeah, it involves numbers. Tough. Like the four stages of like, if you don't know where to start with quiet time, start with scripture. Observe what it says. How does it apply to your life? End with prayer. That's a great post. Like, how do you start a quiet time? Do that uh, once a month. Yeah. Like, take take that and even you know just do different graphics and you can post the same content again. And, and if you listen to Bo Coffrin's talk from the Insta summit, he talked about repurposing content because, uh, what, and, and why that's important, not just user generated content, but repurposing stuff you made, like going mm-hmm. back. And even he's like, even if this post doesn't look dated, I may not change anything about it. I'll just repost it again. Like it's fresh because the people who interact with your, your page may not have seen it. You know, you may get a new crowd. Time has passed. He doesn't do that like quickly. He, he'll do like two or three months out, maybe do another yeah. one. But it's a good thing to to think about. And when you're reposting some of these things, you don't have to reinvent them. And if and even if you do want to reinvent them, you go in and you just change out the photos and kind of create a new carousel out of it. And the content's the same and it looks fresh. So um, it's a way to keep your value. I mean, your vision and values. Hey, here's the seven vis- values of our church. And now you got a cool post that people want to scroll through. They want to know seven values. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I have to swipe to see it. Mm-hmm. Swiping yep. is fun. It's what they're trained to do on the platform anyway. So there's a, there's this psychological <clears throat> factor about when it comes to like a, like a swipe or that, that tapping motion on mm-hmm. Insta stories that like builds anticipation and curiosity. Yeah. It's like lean into the psychological, like people have invested a ton of money to make this app engaging yes, and to keep people on it. And so they understand that when you have to swipe or you have to tap, that it builds anticipation and creates curiosity. So we should be using those. We should be using those elements in our, in our content. That's good. It's like when you go to open a door, but somebody on the other side opens it right as you're pushing and you kind of just fall through it. And that's yeah. what, like, using this type of content is, it's like, if you're using the swipeability uh, of the content, it's like falling through the door for most people. Um, I think it's, I think it's super helpful. I mean, other how-to stuff, other how-to content, you could create a carousel post, how to be baptized at our church. Using how to old, join a small group. How to join a small group. Um, what does communion mean? You know, what, mm-hmm. uh, how do we take that? Uh, why do we do that? You know, a teaching on that. 
Um, gosh, just pretty much anything you want them to know how to do, how to follow us on social media. Here's Instagram. Here's Facebook. Here's our YouTube channel. Here's you know links in bio. How to be a good neighbor. <clears throat> how to be a good neighbor. Great. How to one. love your friends. Yeah, that's a good one. How to um, host an awesome backyard barbecue. There you go. How to host the neighborhood at your house without tearing your house up. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to know that one. Uh, and right now, <laughs> I learned that yet. Right now, we're we, a lot of churches are trying to figure out how to um, convey to parents how to train their kids in and do Bible studies with their kids or their students mm. at home. And these types of posts would be really helpful to say, Hey, we don't, cause you, cause you don't have to go shoot a video in the studio to get all this stuff done. Right. You just kind of go, here's some things you can do. Here's a list. I'll make a graphic list it out. Here's the link in the bio. And you create a page where all those links live for Instagram and for Facebook, yeah. you just link to it. It's pretty easy. Um, but you know, that that's, that's something low hanging. That's not hard to make, you know, to, that helps you, that helps people where they are, uh, which is why I love microblogging in the carousel post on Instagram. Um, so what are some other. So you could ideas? do things like um, three ways volunteering acts as a mechanism for your growth. Ooh, yeah. How to volunteer, like how to volunteer or three, or three ways volunteering benefits you, right? It goes back to what we talked about in our last mm-hmm. episode the um the radio station yeah the wiim what's in it for me yeah absolutely um so you know keeping that content front and center is always going to be engaging mm-hmm. um the, anything you can do to teach people how to uh, get involved in your church like uh, four reasons to go to our next step class yeah uh, or the six things you'll learn uh six, six ways going to our next steps class helps you you know, in our connect with our church better. I don't know something, you know, you think about blog titles that would work. It's the same kind of concept. If you can think about what would help our people and then title it in a way that would make them want to swipe and then give them this content. It's, it's very kind of a simple process that if you'll schedule that stuff out ahead of time, you can probably come up with 12 to 15 ideas for micro blogs and if you did once a week, that's 12 to 15 weeks of great content. At least once you're going to have on your Instagram. That's not, you know, the silhouette hand against the fuzzy worship team background or, right. you know, some graphic that you bought that looks really great, but doesn't look like you, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I think, I think you can, you can make some really cool stuff out of this. Here's the thing that I love about social media. And that this microblogging really plays into. I this morning I was sitting down. Um, I'm reading in First Corinthians, and there's a verse that says that talks about how, like, when you were babies, you drank milk, right? Like, you need you need the soft stuff. You need the stuff that is easy to digest, and um, you know, is palpable to you. Social media allows us to communicate value, things that are valuable and necessary for spiritual formation in a way that is palpable, 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 Pal- palpable, palatable. That's the word. In a way that's palpable. Yes. In a way that's easily digestible. Like for you to, for you, this is stuff you can't do on a stage. Yeah. You can't do this in announcements. You can't do this and say, Hey, go to our next, next steps class. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. You don't want to miss it. We can say those things, 
But on social media and a carousel post, we can make it really engaging. We can make it really interesting and we can capture attention to help people move towards next steps that they don't even know that they need. Yeah. You know, it helps that stick. It gives it it stick. It gives that idea, that stickiness of, you know, when you see a, a post on social, it can actually connect with your mind. Like I remember, yeah. Okay, cool. Like maybe you did say that stuff in your announcements, but it was gone until I saw this post, you know, now I'm on my phone. I see this post and if your post is about how to join a small group, I can, I can join a small group right now. If I'm in church, I may not feel okay pulling my phone out and going to the website and, and it might be disrespectful to do that. I don't want people, you know, I don't want little, you know, Clara June looking at me with the side eye because I have my phone out in church, you know? Right. And, and so uh, it, it, it's, it's a place where I'm already ready to make a move. And if I was thinking in church, I would do it and forgot I see this post and it's like, okay, oh yeah, let's do that. Let me do that right now. And how many times have you been scrolling through something and you're just like, oh, I needed that today. Yeah. Like you have no idea that somebody might be feeling super lonely and the Holy Spirit takes that seed, plants it in them, and they see your post about how to join a small group. And that is the moment that they decide to take that next step. Yeah. And you, you have know? to ask yourself, I went to all this work to make this content and I can't tell who, who it's helping. Yeah. Was that worth it? Is, is it worth it? I, I think so. I think yes. just having what you just said happen and us not know it, it makes it still worth it to make the content. Yeah. Cause you don't know. I mean, yeah. your job, it's kind of like when you share the gospel, it's not really your job to make sure they believe it's your job to share the message. So right. you don't know what kind of effect you're going to have. And it doesn't really matter if you know or not, mm-hmm. your job is to share the message. And so God and God, does the growing God does the work, you know, the spirit grows the seed. Right. So in the same way with social media, you put this content out there knowing that you're doing something that the spirit is leading you to do and helping people understand more about God. He's going to work in that. And we have to trust that it can be done there because our God is bigger than an algorithm and it's going to, he's going to do what he wants to do with it when you're obedient. So I think there's so much there. And here's the thing, you're guaranteed to have zero effect if you don't do anything at all. Absolutely. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Thanks for that. I think every episode needs to have some sort of office quote every time. (laughs) Is it it a Seminary of Hard Knocks episode if there is not an office or Parks and Rec quote? Maybe. I think not. Uh, I try to to like, I've tried to limit myself because it's a, you're holding back. Oh my gosh. I would, I would never, I'd, I would just speak in office quotes. Um, so speaking of office stuff, um, other carousel posts that had nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's a terrible segue. <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't understand the transition there. <laughs> speaking of, uh, office quotes, let's talk about bicycles. I don't know. Um, so other, other content ideas that maybe aren't as spiritually charged, um, for microblogging and carousel posts that still help your people. Let's fire off some ideas for that. Um, best places to eat after church. I'm all in on that one. That's pretty fun, right? Yeah. You just add, and, and you could even get one, a second post out of it. Like your first post is actually like, what's your favorite place to eat after church? You take those comments and say, here are the most voted for places and create a carousel post. 
Um, why would you do that? Why well, would and you-, you could tag those businesses yeah. and then they might reach, they might share what mm-hmm. you're, what you're posting and then you're going to get more reach. You know, it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's engaging. It's something that I'm, I'm curious and I'm interested in. Yeah. Like I might already have a favorite restaurant, but I'm curious what, what you're suggesting. Maybe there's something new for me here. Yeah. Cause you know what happens? The order of process when someone engages with an, uh, with a post is not who put this out. What does it say? It's the opposite. They look at what it says and engage with it. And then they find out who put it out. So those that ask, why would a church put this out? It's because the first thing someone's going to do with it, no matter whether you're a church or not, is read the question and answer it. What is the best place to eat at? Well, I do like to eat. Oh, who put this out? Oh, it's my church. So it's an engaging post because it's conversational. And that's what friends do. They have conversations yeah. about stupid, trivial stuff. Yeah. And if I you want to, that. you want to friends do, yeah. that's what we do. We're a community. We're a family. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I go see my brother, uh, my brother lives in Cedar park in near Austin and I go see him and he's got a lot going on. He's a musician. He, he, you know, has a job, has a daughter. Um, and when we, we get together and we talk, we talk, I mean, we really talk a lot. So I get back and my wife will go, so how are, you know, is he, what's he doing for Thanksgiving? You know, what's he doing? What's the plan? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and, and then he, and she's like, well, how's he, how's his job going? I'm like, I don't, I guess good. I don't really know. And, and she's like, well, what do you guys talk about? And we're like star Wars comic books. <laughs> and we talk about that constantly. And it's like, and it, and sometimes it leads to spiritual conversations as well. Um, but you're building a relationship, but it comes out of that natural, like, you know, use the force type conversation. And, it and, and it, it just goes into whatever it goes into because we're just hanging out. That's what friends mm-hmm. do. My brother's my, like my, one of my best friends. And, you know, when we get together, we talk about things that we like. And, yeah. and so it's like if Taylor, my brother, ever goes, hey, man, I think you need to do this. I'm going to listen at least at first to, to hear him out, you know, because, because we talked about Star Wars a lot. And, and I know he cares about me because he cares about those little things that don't matter. And he listens when I talk about those. And so when it is a big thing, it's like, it's the, it's the old, the scripture where Jesus goes, he who can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. And, and that's the same principle of relationships, you know, and that's why churches doing this kind of content creates this relationship with people that it's different than a face-to-face with a human, like your pastor, or, you know, whatever, but it's not far off from why it works. It's very similar in that you're humanizing your church, you're you're creating relational you know connections that uh, that matter, and it's so stupid stuff like this. Mm-hmm. We talked about you know so much of this is is related to what we talked about in our last episode, which is kind of funny. But we share the illustration of if every time we hang out, you hand me a box of Kleenexes and have the Bible open, I'm probably going to stop coming around because like yeah, that's a lot of deep all the time, yeah, you know, you got to come up for air. Sometimes you got to work on those, um, you know, relationships need to be fun too. They need to be lighthearted. They need mm-hmm. to, you know, going kayaking, they are playing a game of basketball. I need to be able to do those things with you and then yeah, have the transformational moments. Yeah. I, I think a fun carousel post might be something like, um, seven quirky things about staff members you didn't know. 
Um, you know, and, oh, and you could fun. easily do that. Like we asked the staff, what's total, what sounds totally made up about you was a hundred percent true. I love that question. I saw that I in a couple of groups. So you ask your staff to answer that question and then you go through a carousel post of revealing what those things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that can be so fun. You know, uh, I've seen people do like post baby pictures, try to guess who this is. Yeah, that's great. You know, which, which one of our staff members is this? Um, and then do a reveal post with, with that. That's so fun. And people need that break right now, especially, man, we are, we are closed up, social distanced. There's a lot of heavy things going on. We need some. Yeah. Yeah. Some joy, right? Joy. Joy is not dependent on circumstances. Right. And as, as followers of Jesus, we have access to joy. Mm-hmm share it. And we, we need peaks, uh, to hit as well. We can't just live in valleys and that's, um, and if you're, and as a church, you're leading people through the times and it's okay to step out and say, you know, something lighthearted that's appropriate that kind of, you know, helps us take a break for a second and, and, and just breathe, you know, uh, with, with like, what are the best parks to take your kids to in the area when they reopen, you know, uh, or, Hey, there's a carousel post. Here's four parks that are open now. Yeah. You know, there, there you go. Um, here are five things you can do outside the home that are still safe from coronavirus, or mm-hmm. here are six things that help you when you're out at the grocery store, uh, to stay safe. Those aren't political issues. Those are just like hygienic issues. And it's you okay. Do to, like a satire post of how not to wear a mask. There you go. That's great. Not to wear a mask. Not to use as a mask. Oh my gosh. That'd be so funny. And your youth my department. My dad would love works to get at Lowe's. He's a manager at Lowe's and he has some really good stories. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of people that have come in and the things that they have assumed could function as masks, yeah. but just don't. <laughs> I saw somebody was, uh, I saw a photo of someone in like a Home Depot that was wearing a full, um, like from Star Wars, the uh, Scout Trooper bike helmet, the whole like Star Wars biker helmet. Was he wearing the whole garb? He had on the helmet. He had on just like the helmet. Oh, Um, that would be so funny. Yeah. Oh, that would be so funny to see. Yeah. And I'm like, that's probably not, I mean, it's better than nothing, but. Probably not doing what you think it's doing, buddy. I don't know. But anyway, there's a ton of things that you can do with carousel posts that will help you with communicate and connect with audiences on Instagram. That it's more than just the one single graphic or, you know, your, your scripture posts or your, your, your kind of standard stuff that you do on Instagram. And I would encourage people to figure out a way to make some of these that, um, they can help your people where you are just sit down, plan out 15 or 20 of them. And then, uh, if you have a designer that you can assign this stuff to let them go, uh, design it, let them go. And then if not, I'd jump into Canva and man, it's Canva's worth that. I mean, if you're a nonprofit, you can get it for free, but it's mm-hmm. worth that first tier. The, uh, I forget what they call it. The first plan, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, if you're not a designer, they've got great templates. Yeah. And, so that and, you don't even have to worry about the typography and the layout and the composition. Right. They had it for you. And if, and, and some designers like balk at that and they're like, uh, Canva, make it in Photoshop, like a professional. And I'm like, we don't have time for that, man. Social media has got kind of 
disposable graphics anyway. Like you want them to be good, but in 24 hours, you're going to have to do another one. So yeah, better something that's 60% awesome, right? 60% good and done. Yeah. Than something that's perfect and still not out there. Yeah. And like we said, with carousel posts and, and some of this, if you're conveying an idea that's compelling, you can literally just put text on a black, on a back screen, you know, color, color square and, uh, and do it on my Instagram. You may see it. Like I have some quotes that I just have words on a blue background. That is it. And those are some of my higher performing posts because the idea on the, of, of the words are, is, is powerful. And you know, that type of stuff engages as well because it does disrupt. Think about what people are scrolling through. They got photos and graphics and videos. And all of a sudden here's one big clean color block with some words on it. They might stop the scroll and it's disruptive enough to get them to read it. So it's something that you could employ that would help you get these ideas out. So you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours making this stuff. So. so all that to say, microblogging is an incredibly effective way to communicate a message in a way that is engaging and offers value. Um, it appeals to a lot of people. It's going to allow you to um, continue to, to engage, like continue to maximize the visual platform of Instagram mm-hmm. um, and leveraging like a new phase of journalism. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I love that. Do you think of it like a journalist? That's great. Um, so anyway, I would love to see how people are using the carousel post. So follow me on Instagram and tag me in some of those. Show me what you're doing. Um, go to the comments of your, your carousel post and just tag. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what you guys are doing and I might share it to mine, uh, for those who are doing, um, doing it well and uh as some examples so i'd love to see how you're using carousel post i'll tell you another account to follow that's really good obviously follow megan as well but um a carousel post creating machine is vivemedia.co they were one of our sponsors the insta summit uh, v-i-v-e media.co um, is their actual handle on instagram so go check them out they do a lot of slider posts that um that are really really informative and helpful and they focus on instagram as well so if you want to learn more about instagram they help quite a bit so tag me let me know i would love to see it and uh that's our show for today um if you want to get the show notes for this again stethnews.com slash 125 is where we'll put some links but um i appreciate you guys listening thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with more episodes of the seminary of hard knocks see you